They laugh at you and scorn you too. Man in Two Worlds and Caught Between Them Both. I'm Hollis Monroe with Soundtrack to the Struggle. 1925, and Louis Armstrong hits the music scene with a splash. With trumpet in hand and a wonderfully unique voice, he took on popular songs and stretched the boundaries of their rhythms and melodies so profoundly that American music hasn't been the same since. Indeed, Louis Armstrong was America's first pop star, whose appeal ignored the demographics of race in America. Armstrong's present greatly impacted the African-American community. As Charles Black, a lawyer who participated in the 1954 Brown v. Board of Education case and grew up in racist anti-black Texas in the 1930s notes, Louis Armstrong was the first genius I had ever seen. It is impossible to overstate the significance of a 16-year-old Southern boy seeing genius for the first time in a black. We literally never saw a black then in anything but a servant's capacity. For many years, however, the father of jazz kept silent on race issues. He never marched or made appearances with civil rights leaders. When criticized for not taking any public stand, Armstrong would simply reply, I don't get involved in politics, I just blow my horn. To many whites, Armstrong, with his trademark handkerchief, big smile, and down-home demeanor, represented something less threatening to the status quo. Sadly, this perception turned many black Americans against him. Criticized by activists and black musicians for playing into an Uncle Tom stereotype, Louis Armstrong, however, had his own subtle way of addressing racial issues. In 1929, he recorded Fats Waller's What Did I Do to Be So Black and Blue, a song from the musical Hot Chocolates. The powerful lyrics include the phrase, My only sin is in my skin. What did I do to be so black and blue? Out of the context of the show, and sung by a black performer in that period, these words were a risky and weighty commentary. Armstrong carefully placed his performance at the end of his concerts for best effect. It was September 1957 when Armstrong did speak publicly about race relations in America. The country's attention was on Little Rock, Arkansas, where Governor Orville Faubus and local segregationists defied a Supreme Court ruling desegregating the city's Central High School. In an interview, Louis said, It's almost getting so bad a colored man hasn't got any country. President Dwight Eisenhower, he charged, was two-faced and had no guts. As for Faubus, Armstrong called him an uneducated plowboy. Here's the great Louis Satchmo Armstrong singing, What Did I Do to Be So Black and Blue?
on his legs Feel like old men Wished I was dead What did I do To be so black and blue Even the mouse ran from my house. They laugh at you and scorn you too. What did I do to be so black and blue? Soundtrack to the Struggle is written by Ron Atkins and Hollis Monroe. Executive producers George Dorman and Dennis Green. Visit SoundtrackToTheStruggle.org for our program archive. Join me next time for another story of how music and musicians helped fight for racial equality on Soundtrack to the Struggle, a production of KCCK-FM, Iowa's Jazz Station.